SMQBs. This is episode 73. We have a Wimbledon update on a champion and maybe more of a punchable face at Wimbledon than anything. We talk about our ultimate sports villains throughout the years, those guys you just can't stand when you think about sports. Uh, an open championship preview given by Milk. MLB All-Star Game is right around the corner. We talk about all sorts of fun facts about the All-Star Game and then a couple punchable faces of the week. Nobody good to report. No lassos this week, but check us out. Leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. Have some fun. SMQB's episode 73. This guy was born in the right town because uh, he ended up in a similar town. He was born in Canton, Georgia, though so he ended up in Canton, Ohio. Larry Allen. He was a seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl, he was on the NFL 70s All-Decade Team, 80s All-Decade Team, the 75th Anniversary All-Time Team, the 100th Anniversary All-Time Team. He was a two-time All-American. Where did he, he go to school? He went to Pope. He went to Alabama. He was hmm. the first Patriots player inducted into the Pro Football John Hall of Fame. John Hamm. Yes, sir. Wow. Good oh, job. Wow. wow, Rooster. You really knew him. Rooster. Pope, your Alabama oh, bona fides taking oh, a man. hit. Right Very there. disappointing. <laughs> yeah. 70s. Is, Larry, is your man Larry in the Hall of Fame, Brian? <laughs> is what? Is Larry in the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. You I know there was, was no. I think he was better than John. <laughs> you know there was no fucking way I was putting a cowboy up there. So, <laughs> no shot. Wow. I mean, I did a little, did a little digging to you find dig. a competitor. Yes, Although this did. guy, uh, Hannah, has got quite the career. I mean, really. That's um, a hell of a resume. Yeah. yeah, he was no slouch. The first Patriot into the Hall of Fame. I think he might first... be the only good Patriots offensive lineman I can think of. The first Patriot uh, into the New England Patriots Hall of Fame, not just the NFL Hall of Fame. So I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good one. Pretty good. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. All good. right. Well, All right. Good. We missed you yeah. last week, Bison. I know. Right. Good. good to be back. We barely be held back. it together without you. And I know. We were giving out had no hot dog eating champion lassos <laughs> by the end of it. it <laughs> right. What's up with that? Really wasn't See what happens show. when you go away? Jump yeah. in the shark. I know. Uh, I hopefully. <laughs> We're I down to half a listener one. now. That's We're on down milk. to half a listener. That's so. 63 milk. fucking hot dogs, all right? Well, That's the good more news hot dogs is... than milk is eaten in his whole life. <laughs> I see that we are uh, We're going to pick it up with some fire just right here and really suck our viewers, our listeners, back in by talking men's tennis. Yes. <sighs> Please. We'll keep it short, folks. Please. Or just fast forward through it. You can also set your pod to... Pot player at two times speed to get through this if you want. Uh, that would be my recommendation. Pope, uh, talk to us about Wimbledon. So should I? Should I talk thirty double, seconds? Should I talk double fast so it'll go four times? Yes, that might be necessary. <laughs> no one's listening, anyways. Just do what you want. Well, unfortunately, we had we had a final of of two guys who um, you know probably the villains in tennis if they are uh, existing these days. I mean. The Joker got his twenty first win. A little foreshadowing there. A little foreshadowing. Joker got his twenty first win. Uh the seventh time he's won Wimbledon, which is the most of any men's singles. Um he beat Nick Kyrgios from Australia, who uh is probably the best talent of his of his peer group, but he's a mental midget. We watched him melt down um just spectacularly on uh, center court on Sunday. Uh, he he won the first set six two and you're like man it, if if he just continues he was big serves I mean there were thirty aces during the tournament during uh, during the final and you wouldn't think the Joker could win with thirty aces against him but Kyrgios 
you know, loses the second set. Okay, so they're on, you know, going to the third set. Kyrgios is actually playing well in the third set. He's up 40 love in one of the important service games, and he just has a complete meltdown and starts yelling at the crowd, yelling at somebody in the crowd. Hey, Pope, I'd yeah. like to change my nickname from Rooster to the one that looks like he's had 700 drinks. Ah, yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the woman. The woman. The woman. Has some drinks. <laughs> <laughs> only 700 i mean she said she was rooting for him yeah i know i well he, he just makes it up so he 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 loses the third set go to the fourth set plays he plays okay but you know he's just always on the edge of explosion and especially in the changeovers just watching him put his camera on him and just watch him scream at the crowd or at the linesman or whoever and so he gets down in the tie break six to one and you're like it's church right and so during that little seven point uh, period, he starts to scream, you know, at, at his box. He's like, what are you scared of? And he's like yelling at them. He's yelling at the crowd. Um, he just can't hold it together. And, you know, he, he wins a couple points, but inevitably he was going to lose. He lost the final tie break and Joker gets another, uh, another Wimbledon. So, but the strangest thing is that as soon as it's over, you know, he's all smiles, shaking hands at the net, big hug, goes over, smiling the whole time, shakes the, the the official, the referee, whatever you call that guy, the umpire, I guess, whatever that guy is up in the chair, shakes his hand like nothing happened. I mean, 12 seconds earlier, you know, you thought that he would he was going to attack this guy and throttle him off the chair. And right. then he's like, you know, what what is wrong with this dude? I don't know. But I mean, it's interesting because like McEnroe, was able to channel that that anger. I mean, remember young John McEnroe's like, you know, chalk flew up and he's, you know, you're you're an idiot. He's yelling at the linesman, he's yelling at the judge. Um, but he was able to eventually channel that and look look what kind of career he had. But Kyrgios is showing no signs of just because he made the final. And by the way, the only reason he made the final we didn't even talk about is Easy. because Rafa, who beat Taylor Fritz, the up and coming US guy, uh, in a five set thriller. Uh, tore his abdominal muscle. He had a quarter-inch tear and had to retire and was not able to play in the in the semis. And so Kyrgios got, you know, a free pass to play the Joker. Um, that and a 130-mile-per-hour serve doesn't hurt. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, the difference, though, between McEnroe and Kyrgios is McEnroe would blow up every now and then at what he perceived to be a bad call in a key moment. Kyrgios seems to be on the verge of losing his mind the entire match. I mean, he's his own worst enemy. He needs to, he needs some help or he's never going to progress. I think 80% of it is shtick. I really do. Yeah. I think, really? I, I, I think he tries to get his opponent off the game. And I think 20% he's legitimately angered or frustrated, but I think a lot of it is part of the whole game, the head game he's playing with the opponent and everybody else just get oh, distracted. Too, too much. Pope's right. Pope's right. Joker was just sitting back saying to himself, meltdown is going to commence any minute. Right. Now I'll just I'm, withstand this barrage. Yeah. And then I, mean, I'll be I can't, good. I can't return his serve. So let's hope that, you know, he melts down and sure enough, true to form. Um, I will I will say this. I think that like McEnroe, I think Kyrgios is an asshole, but I think it's also, believe, believe it or not, I think it's good for the game. I think I think tennis and the all-white, all-lawn England club, I think having a McEnroe, a modern-day McEnroe who's a bad boy is good for the game. I bet you, they're, I bet you the ratings are way up for this. It would be so. interesting to see. I, I don't know. What was the deal with the red Nike hat? Because you're a, only supposed to wear white, so he was being a being jerk a again. That was a fuck you to the. They warned him, and he to the all you know, all England Lawn Club. And they warned him, and he did it again. He changed into red sneakers and a red hat. But long ago, didn't Agassi do something like that? Didn't Agassi broke break the rules? Yeah, but he was on moment? meth, so he gets a pass. <laughs> <laughs> right. he, was, he was cleaning his house 12 hours a day. <laughs> well, you know, we always talk about who's the goat, and uh, the Joker is now one off of Rafa, and, you know, you got to assume that he's going to pass him at some point. He's he's younger. He's much not at the U. Not, not in the U.S. Well, yeah, not, or, but not at the U.S. Or, Open or because he refuses to be vaxxed, and I guess it'll – 
uh, it's going to be up to the U.S. Open whether to allow him to come in, but I don't, I don't think he's going to. And then, yeah, you're right, Australian Open. So let, let, let me ask, let me ask a controversial topics to make this tennis segment somewhat interesting. Um, I mean, at this point now, in where we are in COVID, do we really want arguably the greatest player of all time to not be playing in a in a major tournament because he's not vaxxed? Yes. I think I, I I don't think COVID's not dead. Unfortunately, I mean, there's Omicron variant is still going strong. Whether it's dead or not, it's the rules. And I don't think you become a goat by getting special rules for you in the game. Right. right. And and in fact, I think it would be disappointing if he got an exception to play in the Australian, he got an exception to play in the U S open. And by virtue of that was able to take it while everybody else, you know, others could say, Oh, why I didn't play quite as well because I was vaccinated. Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying he should get an exception. I wasn't really asking about, about, you know, should we change the rules for him? But I'm really just saying is, do we want to be deprived of seeing what he can do at this time you know, for that reason. I mean, you know, the rules putting aside it, exceptions it, and all that. It's the same with Kyrie. Look, if they, if he wants to take a stand good, you know, that's on him, but the, I agree with house. The rules are the rules. I want to ask. Yeah, but Pope, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry, milk. No, 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 no. It just, it sucks because he, you know, whoever wins the U S open this year, if he's not in it, it's always going to be like an asterisk. Joker wasn't there. But it's, yeah, I mean, rules are well. It gives, it gives Rafa an opening to get another one. He's he healthy. To get all he can. Pope, you watch more <laughs> yeah. tennis. I think you watch more tennis than all of us, and and um, you, I think, have a little bit of bias towards Rafa. But if you could be as unbiased as possible, having watched now the Spanish, having watched uh, not the Spanish, having watched the Spaniard at the French, having watched Wimbledon. Now, back-to-back, they've each won a title. Can you really say to us who you think is the GOAT between these guys or or, or Fed? Yeah, I mean, I actually, before I became a big Rafa guy, I was I was big-time Fed. But, you know, Fed is, is gone. I know he's not going to come back in any kind of uh, competitive form. Um, look, I... It's horses for courses, guys. I mean, the, the it's hard to say that Joker on Wimbledon is better than Rafa on clay at Roland Garros, but it's hard to say that Rafa's better than Joker on his home court. Um, they they are they are superior uh, performers on on their home court, so to speak. Um, but I think that I think that ultimately the Joker's probably a better long-term tennis player than Rafa. He's just, he's built like a machine. Um, and now you're seeing, you know, he's two years younger, but you're seeing Rafa break down. Uh, Joker's two years younger. You're seeing Rafa break down. So I don't know. And also, you know, Federer at, at his height, you could, you could argue, or even Sampras, you could argue those guys were the, were the goat. Um, but if, if we, if there's an objective criteria, it's gotta be majors. And so right now it's Rafa and, Unfortunately, soon to be the Joker, in oh, my I opinion. I don't know that that's true. If there's an objective criteria, it has to be majors. I don't know if I agree with that. I'd put Federer up there. I mean, he had 20 while Rafa was winning the, the French every year, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just Federer think was overall in the U.S. Open. Yeah, overall, he was the better player. And he would have had, you know, another five or six if Rafa wasn't, wasn't in the mix, just dominating clay. It's, it's, you know, they, they are generationally in the same barely, but they're, they're in the same it's other sports. It's even harder from an objective standpoint. Like, you know, is, is Nicholas the goat because he's got 18 majors and tiger only has 15. I mean, do we really think that Nicholas is better than tiger? I mean, how do you compare the two with the generational difference? I, objectively i don't know if if you're in the same generation how else other than majors because it's four different surfaces are it's the true test of who is the goat in my opinion 
But hey, before we leave tennis, because I know you guys are anxious oh, God, to, God, to talk yeah. about a real sport, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It, this pod has always been equal opportunity, and we'll talk very quickly about the women's because it, it wasn't it wasn't you know what you would expect with top seeds facing off against each other. But it is an interesting story because Elena Rybanika from Kazakhstan. That's right, baby. Yeah, uh, Kazakhstan. Got, Borat. Borat dropped, you don't see it often. Palma Borat got <laughs> dropped uh, by the Russian Tennis Academy in 2018, uh, adopted Kazakhstan as her country, um, won uh, over the Tunisian um, Jabour in three sets. So number 17 seed. So uh, Rabinica, you know, it's interesting because the Russians are now claiming that she's one of theirs, uh, but she is clearly not embracing that and um just an interesting uh story with the kazakhstani winning uh the women's uh, singles title and, and she's definitely one to watch down the road she's still young enough to get more majors I, I will also say that this was the first time i have seen maybe a glimmer of hope for american men in tennis it, it's been so bad for so many years Taylor Fritz is a very good tennis player. He had an adult on the ropes, could have won that. Um, he's he could go somewhere. Uh, and I'd like to see more of his girlfriend. Just throw that in there. <laughs> Way to follow up that equal wow. opportunity segment. Good job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice job, Milk. Beasting. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, so, excuse me. Milk quickly becoming the SMQB villain. Really? Segway. He's been there for a while, but let me um, say that the real segue is this jerk off Nikirios and yeah. the way he behaved um, was the latest um, villain. And, you know, we've been talking about Kyrie Irving for weeks on the pod uh, and the way he's destroying that team and becoming and has been a villain for some time. Um, we've been talking for a while on Max Verstappen the bad boy of formula one racing. There've been, there've been villains all over sports for a long time. Lots of hockey villains, Matthew Barnaby, Ty Domi, Darius Kasparitis, bad boys there, baseball, people like Jonathan Papelbon. And even back in the day, Jose Canseco, lots of bad, bad boys and villains. But I really think as our listeners get to know us, it's interesting to hear from you guys. And then we'll open it up to our listeners I think it'll be an interesting kind of survey to find out who are people's villains, um, because I think it's very personal, especially if you've been following, you know, your teams locally for your whole life. There are there are players that become your city's villain, your team's villain, your personal villain. And uh, I guess we'll we'll kick it off with Rooster. Um because you've seen a few decades of sports in your time. So I'm very curious to hear who your villains are, Rooster. Well, decades. my first one, thank you for that. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> experienced, experienced. Sports Snuck watcher. that right in there. <laughs> my first one is a guy that I hated the first time Favorite. I ever met him. And I met, I met him in Richmond and immediately hated him and have come to love him since what he i saw him he was playing for the richmond braves and uh, which was then the the triple a team for the atlanta braves and he was sitting in the stands this gigantic gold necklace around his neck yelling at the ushers accusing them of disrespecting his quote female couldn't even refer to this woman by her name or as his girlfriend or whatever. He just said, kept saying his female, like he owned her. And <clears throat> this guy went on to become the first player to ever appear in a Super Bowl and a World Series. Deion Sanders. Neon Dion primetime. I hated that guy back in the day. I used to root for some pulling guard to run over him and flatten him like a pancake because he never ever stepped up to make a tackle in his entire career, uh, which consisted mostly of taunting, dancing, bragging, being an asshole and never playing the run. In my opinion, although I have to say he was probably the best man cover 
cornerback in the history of the league. Um, but man, that. did I hate that guy. And I just was frustrated every year that no one ever got a clean shot at him. Now, <laughs> now as coach of Jackson state, I absolutely love him. I think he's the greatest thing for college football since the football and just love him to death. Uh, so he's, he's number one. Number two is another of Pope's uh, faves, John Rocker. Ooh, good that one. That's a Ooh, good that's one. A good God, I hated that guy. Racist piece of that. shit. Rocker. He got into, into it with the Mets fans on the train because he was such a racist. He was a jerk. He was just a plain jerk as a relief pitcher for the Braves all those years. The Yankees were kicking their asses in the World Series. And then my third is Patrick Reed. The golfer. I hate Patrick Reed. Wow. Member haven't of Club even, Live. Haven't come around to liking him one bit since I started hating him. He's a he was a cheater in college. He was a she's been a cheater as a pro. He stole stuff from his teammates in college, like nice putters. He's been an asshole to his own parents. And he's used homophobic slurs on the golf course. I, I hate that guy. I hope he gets kidnapped in Saudi Arabia <laughs> and, and ruse the day that he ever turned his back on the PGA. Whoa. Wow. We know what happens if you get kidnapped with Saudis. That's a, yeah, that yeah. is a strong feeling about villains. Uh, I, I ha- we're going to go to someone with a little bit of a softer side here. It's, it's hard to find anyone that Pope hates, but maybe we can in sports. Pope, you got some villains? Well, my villains tend to all play for one team. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. And, you know, I don't know if a villain could be a team, but if it was, it would obviously be the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, yes, Mm. of course. 1978, when I moved to Chapel Hill, that is a singular focus for me. And I could, you know, list you all of the guys I hated, but in no particular order, (laughs) I really, really fucking hated the following. (laughs) Christian Leitner. I feel like uh, this yes. is in a particular oh. order. He had to be number one for you. He has to be number one. Bobby Crying Hurley. <laughs> yeah. Shane Battier. Oh, what's the Shane hate about Battier? Shane Battier? Oh, what he do? God, what do you do? Awful. Grayson Allen, the flopper oh, and the yeah. kicker. Who doesn't hate okay. Grayson Allen? Oh, my God. I think we Duke could, fans hate Grayson Allen. We could join Allen. you there, probably. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the list goes on. You know, having all 100 of them at Coach K's last game at Cameron, crying while Carolina kicked their fucking ass. That was <laughs> nothing <laughs> made me more happy. And Jay Will's <laughs> trying to call timeout from – from the stands. Pope, who's the guy used to slam the his hands on the court? Oh yeah, yeah. Bobby Hurley. Oh yeah. No, no, no. wasn't um, wasn't that um Wojo? Wojo. No. Well, Wojo yeah. did it, but Hurley. Started. That's a whole. But that's a whole Duke thing. Yeah, I exactly. I hated him. I hated, hated all him. of them. Yeah. You know, actually, the only guy I would say that I didn't hate in college as much was Grant Hill. I don't know why. I just, you know, Grant, maybe because of the Dallas his connection. Because yeah, of, exactly. of the Dallas connection. Oh my but, God. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, this you know, and, your colors. And, and then, you know, taking tell it to Milk the, who that was. So taking it to the, well, and of course, Coach K is the ultimate villain, right? I mean, I've hated him forever and still actually don't, don't like him and was not too, too uh, displeased to see him uh, losing money at the slots in Vegas with nobody around him. Looks like a fucking <laughs> loser that he is. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, thank wow. you for those villains. Wow. Now, I also, I also hate Auburn. Uh, I don't have the same <laughs> distaste for each individual player like I did for, <laughs> for Duke. Villain teams. I know. Well, I mean, but that's, that's kind of... And then the other villain team to me was, was the Celtics. When, uh, when they were playing the Showtime Lakers with with uh, wait a minute Magic now were you were you, you were you were a Lakers fan? Were Lakers James Worthy, James Worthy, kidding me? James Worthy. So so you were you were a Bama fan, a Cowboys fan, and a Lakers fan. Wait, what? No, I wasn't a Cowboys fan until '85. <laughs> we gotta get the oh, we gotta also oh, get the no. Yankees symbol behind his. No, no, his no symbol. Yankees, no Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But, don't forget the Braves. But I, but I also, well, I hated the Dodgers because of the Braves. But I also hated when the Bulls were starting to make their run. I hated the fucking Pistons. 
I hated Lambeer. Oh, so he's a Bulls fan and a Lakers fan. Well, oh, Jordan, hello. I've got a headache. Oh my God! Oh, oh, my are God. you wearing Are you wearing a Golden State T-shirt under that under that polo oh, today? He, he announced his fealty to Golden State a few years oh. ago. Oh, for my dad! Come on! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, good ones, good ones, Pope. Duke, but, but Auburn, Duke, and the Celtics. Duke, Auburn, and the Celtics. Okay, like Mickey, <laughs> Mickey uh, and milk, the Babe. <laughs> milk. We're going to ask you to bring in the range a little bit narrower for this one for you. I'm I'm not going teams, all right. Um, so my villains are the first one is somebody who's just kicked the living shit out of my bucks all the time, and that is Drew Brees. Ooh. Uh, twenty and ten record against Tampa. Basically, he's the only in those little dump passes. You know, he'd throw like annoy the living shit out of me, and he's the only like quarterback that we'd ever go up against that I would go into the game knowing we're going to lose. I I hated him. I hated him when we played him. Couldn't beat him. Just he owned us. Um, I like him now, sort of. But um, let's see here. This guy annoyed the living shit out of me. My second villain, Jonathan Papelbon. Yes. Yes. I absolutely hated that. That smug fucking look on his face. Every time he came in against the Rays, just thought he was the shit. I can't, I, I literally, he's the only baseball player I've really, really wanted to kill. Um, Jonathan Papabon, no idea where he is now. Rooster, I'm sure you hated him too. Yeah. He's washed up. Yeah. I don't think he plays anymore. Right. Um, The third one to Pope's point, I I didn't pick a player because it's college and they they there's a lot of them on the Florida State Seminoles. I hate that team more than anything. Mm-hmm. Can you just uh, go with Bobby Bowden? But I'm going with Bobby Bowden. Oh yeah. man. God, Bobby God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. He uh I Bill, what about that. Jabba Chamberlain? Did you hate him too? No, no, that, I, those are good ones. I hated, I hated Bobby Bowden though. I really did. He was horrible, and he kicked our ass. It's kind of well, an A seed. I'm gonna uh, give Bison the last word on this one and go with mine. Uh, the way I judged my villains was, I don't care how good they were. I would never, ever, ever want them on my team. Ever. I couldn't root for them. If something happened and we got them in a trade or a free agent, I'd just be done with my team or just wouldn't root that year. Um, and it starts back and I'm going to try to get through this with e- without either crying or blowing a gasket, <laughs> but it, I might cry on the first one because it starts back in 1993, up 6-5 in game six in Toronto. And Roger Mason's pick, pitching fine, but we decided to bring in Mitch Williams. Oh, and the wild thing. thing. The wild Mitch, thing. Mitch Williams comes in up 6-5. Ricky Henderson gets a hit. Um, then Paul Molitor gets on. It's first and second. And Mitch Williams has literally never – he never pitches with, like, from the sidestep stretch. It was the first time ever. But he was trying to keep Henderson close so we could win the game and get to game seven. And that asshole Joe Carter, the way he circled – Joe Carter's the villain in this story? Yes. Yes. Wow. Joe Carter's. Joe about your Carter, manager? Wow. Joe, Joe Carter is the villain. He's not welcome in Philadelphia. He's not welcome into the United States. He's not welcome anywhere near uh, me. He, he's a nice guy. No, he's an asshole. And then <laughs> number two. Well, he had a, he had a walk off against the Braves in the World Series, too. So you agree with me. That's yeah, great. he's get him out. Um, I think. Across the years, other than the Cowboys, the biggest rivalry for the Sixers has always been the Celtics. Uh, when I was a kid and really getting into sports in the early 80s, um, we went back to back to back in Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. One year they denied us. The next year we denied them. Um, but late later in Dr. J's career, he was uh, playing uh, sixth year Larry Bird, who was a megastar by that point in time. Irving had been a megastar and it was a a November game actually on my birthday. I remember, and we were getting smoked and bird had gone off for like 40 something. 
And um, Bird had caused an offensive foul by elbowing Dr. J. And Dr. J came back at him. Um, Bird was so pissed about the offensive foul that he went after the ref. And Barkley tried to hold Bird back. And while Barkley was trying to hold Bird back, you get this picture that's behind me with Dr. J, who grabbed Bird and his hand slipped up to his neck. And uh, slipped up to his neck. Well, that's <laughs> it's like that's the way both of them looks like Bird has a hold of his neck. Like, that's yeah. the way both of them tell it. The both of them say that they they just they, slipped. They filmed a sneaker commercial slipped. together the next time, and it wasn't as big of a deal as the fans made it. But at least in Philly, that was public enemy number one forever. He already was there, but Bird was dead to us forever, ever, ever. I don't care how great he was, he was never coming to play for any Philly team or ever would be liked. And the last one is probably going to go down on the on the Mount Rushmore as of Philly villains. And he actually was on our team. Oh. Ben, ben Simmons oh. is a forever villain. He 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 had a dunk against the Atlanta Hawks. He gives up the ball. As a result, we lose to the Hawks in the second round la- last year. He gets uh, just absolutely appropriate criticism by Doc Rivers and Embiid as it's well been covered on his pod he couldn't handle it sat out like a baby uh and then unfortunately what's even worse is he used mental health as an alibi and really hurt people with legitimate mental health problems because now people don't believe athletes when they say the mental health problem because they they think it could be an alibi like ben simmons so he can get his contract back the guy's a jerk he's not he's he'll never play in philadelphia i don't even think for an away team i don't think he could handle it and uh those are my villains. What about Donovan McNabb? I thought for sure you'd have him on on there. Donovan tried his best. I didn't like when he threw up in the huddle in the Super Bowl, but he he did try. And of but course, you, you forgot the number the one there, the number one villain in, in Philadelphia. I can't believe you forgot. Who's Santa that? Claus? Oh, stop it! <laughs> who <laughs> who else do you throw batteries? <laughs> <out of laughs> <the> <laughs> well, JD, <laughs> I was going to go with JD Drew with the batteries, but I'm going to turn it over to you, I, Bison, because that would have been four. I was well, really hoping that all of House's villains played for his own teams. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny really you should say that. I almost said A Rod for me. It's Uh-oh. funny you should say that, Milk, because when you do a little research, you know, to, to sort of remember incidents in D.C. and you, you kind of start looking around for villains, most of them are players that we drafted or signed to contracts, as a matter of fact. But here's a couple. Here's a couple of mine. I've got a few more than three here. But that that little fuck turd, Jeffrey Mayer, who <laughs> should have been in school that day for hanging over the uh, right field fence in Yankee stadium and interfering with a ball when the the Baltimore Orioles were up in game one of the 96 divisional series. Uh, They called it a home run, which was total bullshit. And uh, that tied the game up and the Yankees went on to win the game and win, win the series. Uh, I guess, I think they won it in, in four games. So uh, Jeffrey Mayer is up there. Definitely for anybody in, in this area, Albert Hainsworth, Oh, yeah. Washington wow. signed to a hundred million dollar oh. contract back that when that awesome. was a lot of money. And then I think he had like three sacks total in, in his time here. Um, that guy was a real piece of shit. Um, House, you're not going to like this one, but another villain for me that I could just not root for is Kobe. And, and you oh. know, I always thought Kobe just was always the pristine good wow. guy to Allen Iverson being the thug. And that was always the narrative. And, and of course, you know, well, Kobe had his uh, legal troubles that everybody likes to look the other way and pretend didn't happen. And Iverson never really did anything as horrible, but I could never root for Kobe. Wow. A um, couple more here, Bruce Allen, well-documented why he's a, just a horrible, horrible human being. Uh, and, Continues to to haunt the Washington football franchises. Uh, you know, his emails are the one that launched this whole investigation, which maybe maybe will be a good thing in the long run for Washington. But Bruce Allen, horrible person. Um, Andre Dirty Waters, who oh, ruined the kicking career uh, of one Jess Atkinson with a dirty hit, dislocated his ankle. Jess Atkinson was a young kicker. He was Washington. A dirty, he was a dirty, dirty player. Oh, he, had, come on. he had not missed a kick for Washington all postseason the year before. 
And in the first game of the 80s, I think it was the 86 season, the first game, Waters takes a cheap shot that he was known for and dislocated the guy's ankle and ended his football career. Crying over a kicker. We, one of us should have picked Jack Tatum now that you mentioned that. Mm, so just, just a couple quick ones here. Kurt Schilling. Yeah, oh, Schilling good was really good. We one. all agree there. Good one. Really good one. A, uh, just a total jackass. It continues to be one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Houston Astros, although all I can – the only picture I have of the Houston Astros and they're cheating is I can just see uh, Cole walking across the outfield after the Nats won the World Series with Ryan Zimmerman on the field. Um, oh, and, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we got a Zim reference. A lasso. We, there we, go. there we, we don't go. need a lasso now. We have a fourth lasso. But the, but the number one, the the, ask, the cheating Astros are definitely a villain. And then, but the number is the one tenth? is this the tenth? Yeah. He hates a lot of. People. He missed. He, he missed last week bad. The number one is is, and he's been the punchable face multiple times. Is Dan Snyder? He we all is, agree. Easily the biggest villain, not just in Washington, but arguably in all of sports right now at this moment. That was fun. Well, we listen, I really hope folks send in your mailbag uh, with your videos or your audios or put it up on our Facebook or or uh, our Twitter, whatever we or our TikTok. We'd love love to hear it because uh, I'm sure everybody's got their own villain. That was that was a fun segment. Yeah, that was a good one. Good one. Uh, milk. You got to, you want to talk a little golf for us? You know it. It's my now, favorite sorry, week of the year. PGA or <laughs> or live? What remind talking, me which segment? We're talking live, right? Pope That's wants to switch his for. hat depending on the segment. <laughs> yes, this isn't a PGA tour event this this week. It's okay. We can talk about it. Um, obviously, this is. My favorite event of the year, the Open Championship. Oh, okay. Uh, and at the old course at St. Andrews, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, the 150th Open, which is insane when you think about that. Uh, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be exciting. There's a lot a lot going on. Uh, I I want to start though because. I think there's a couple of people who have played this course, right? House, you've played it. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It. Anyone else? Nope. It is the best. Yeah, Gold, House. Golden I mean, give us a count. quick, before we get into this, people have to understand this course. I mean, this this is like iconic. This is golf, right? I think it's, I this is, I think it's the best it's the place. Birth golf place is, of golf. It is the birthplace of golf. golf. I mean, we've got our Augusta, but I think this tops it. I mean, tell the viewers what it's like to play there. I mean, it's, well, first it's, of all, if, it's got to be an amazing spirit. It, if, the, if the weather doesn't kick up, it is a very, very playable course. I mean, it's all right in front of you. There's some bunkers and everything, but it's it's very, very playable. A lot of people score well in there. But on the first uh, right behind you, there's the St. Andrews Hotel and the RNA and Right when you come up to the first tee, you're in front of like the whole town. People who are shopping, people are parking. It's wild to tee off there. Um, and it, it is just spectacular. Like you feel the history all around you. But the, the coolest thing ever is also right behind you. When you're crossing over from 17 to 18, the Swilkin Bridge, like when you cross over that bridge and you stand on it and everybody takes their picture on it, right? like you realize – the greatest players of all time have stood on that bridge before they won 150 different open champions championships. It is the coolest, coolest place. Just before that, there's literally people don't talk about much that much, but on 17, the road hole, there's literally a hotel basically that you hit over. I mean, the drive is over a hotel and one of the most famous bunkers in all of golf on 17 on the road hole. It's, it is a spectacular, spectacular course. They say this week that that there's no real rain in the forecast, and if the winds don't kick up, I think we could see some record-setting numbers this week there. Yeah, and uh, you actually hit the hotel, right, when you were hitting I'm going to send video to show you what goes right over it, just like out of the uh-huh. course, perfect. 
Uh huh. I think there's some photoshopping <laughs> going on there. Out of, out of the gorse, aren't you supposed to hit over the hotel on your ski <laughs> no, shot? There was no gorse. There's no gorse. There's barely barely any gorse on the course. <laughs> right. right. Of course. So of course. Of course. You're, no you're right. The, the weather. They are saying uh, when you think about the open, obviously you think you have to factor in the weather, but they're saying there could be pretty good weather this week, which means and it's already a firm, firm fairways. We'll see what happens with the uh, with the greens. If if we have firm fairways and firm greens, people are going to have to play precise golf. Um, you're going to have to have some good iron play. You're going to have to have some great patience. Uh, you know, I as far as who might win this thing, obviously Rory. You got to throw him his name in there just because how well he's playing. Three top tens in all the majors this year. Um, including a, what he was, what top five in the U S open, I think um, Scheffler, even though he's got really no experience, I don't even think, I think he's first played St. Andrews this weekend, like yesterday. Um, but you know, if you're going to get, and he did miss the cut at the Scottish open, but if you're going to get to somebody, I mean, if you're going to have to get someone who's really solid an iron play, he might be the guy I like, you got to like Shoffley coming off the winning the Scottish open and the travelers a couple weeks before. Yeah. He's, he's hot. Um, I mean, I guess you have to throw Zalatoris in there. He seems to get the runner up of every single tournament. So we'll see it. See what goes on there. Morikawa is the defending champion. I don't, I don't, he's just not playing his best golf right now. And a short game is absolutely atrocious, which will not come in handy in this tournament. So I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to be there. Um, and then obviously you got tiger. What about Fitzy? I mean, do you guys uh, need, do you need me to give you the winner again? I, I can do it oh. each, each major, but I can do it again. If you want me to, Oh boy, we'll get just, there. All right. I, yeah. Yeah. No, just, please go ahead. Just hand the, <laughs> hand the trophy now to Patrick Cantley. You're welcome. Put it at your betting window. Wow. Enjoy okay. the open. Have see you guys later. <laughs> I, uh, I love, I listen, I like Cantley and Shoffley. One of those guys might win this thing. Um, I don't like, I don't think Fitz is going to come back and win this. I don't think he's going to win two in a row. He's going to go through that hangover of the U S open. He's, you know, too much going on in his life, traveling everywhere. He's on the show on all the shows. He's, he, I don't know. He's mentally not going to do it. The question will be how will tiger performs? I guess he he's been can he walk eight? I mean it's sad. Not a lot of not a lot of elevation here, but but it is firm. I don't know how that's gonna handle his his if his legs can can make it. I think he did walk 36 holes this weekend, from what I heard. Um, but I don't who knows if he'll be able to 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 make it through. I mean, the story is can he make the cut? I don't think any of us think or pretend he's gonna be competitive. No, no. He has made the cut in the in the last two tournaments, so I think. But I he had to pull out at the PGA because he couldn't walk the Southern Hills. Right after, after he made the cut, the cut. yeah. After what is what happens when three club live players are leading after Saturday? Are the are the top three guys? What is the storyline then? Oh, the fucking meltdown! <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Right. I mean, if it's like Cupcake, uh, DJ, and uh, I don't, don't know, think uh, DJ can't win this thing. DJ Pat, can absolutely Pat Perez win this. or Pat Perez cannot boost. win this thing because he's not in it. Yeah. Boost. So boost? watch that storyline, right? I mean, watch that's the, you know, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. How many club, how, how many club livers are in the, uh, in the open milk? There, any idea? Uh, there's, there's four or five, maybe. I mean, there were 13 in the U.S. Open. You think it's yeah. only four or five? I don't think it's that many. Well, you know, Phil's playing. He's a former winner. That's right. Phil, Phil's in there. But he didn't get uh, to go to the Champions Dinner or the 150th celebration well, of the Open. Nor did Greg Norman. They kicked him out of right. that. Right. As they should have. <laughs> As they should have. Go back to your have. party plane and eat some more hors d'oeuvres. Are you kidding me? After I saw that plane, I'm like, double down. I'm all in. Get me on that thing. Did you guys see that uh, the ju- Justice Department announced this afternoon that they've opened yes. an investigation? 
Yes. In, antitrust inve- antitrust investigation. That's, that's right. Take down the PGA. For the, way they've tre- for the way they've gone after the live tour. Long Bunch of bullshit. They did that live. back in 1994. PGA's wow. totally re- expected it, and they're ready for it. Wow. Uh, Nothing to see here. Moving really, on. I, I think different. they've retained Pope. Our, <laughs> our, our government really bends over backwards to protect the Saudis, huh? Yeah, man. We have a long history of protecting the Saudis. So, in other news, gas prices are going to Biden's going to Saudi. Maybe he'll talk to MBS about Club Live this week. Right. In other news, gas prices are down a dollar (laughs) fifty. All right. So, and and the PGA has been suspended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You heard it first. Live loves to make a big announcement on someone deflecting after a major. Look for someone big next week. Milk, who's your winner? Who's, who's your, your final winner? winner? Give your give your an- final answer. It's obvious. Zalatoris. Come on. Okay. Your skinny <laughs> twin. Yeah, your avatar. <laughs> your my boy. <laughs> my boy. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. But I think Xander, I like Shoffley. Pick one, Milk. He said no Shoffley. hedging. You're not coming back. All right. I'm, lo- I'm loyal to Zalatoris. I'm okay. in. Okay. All right. You're going to eventually, you're going to win. That's right. Who do you guys have? I've got Shoffley too. He hasn't won since I had him on my damn fantasy golf major team for the U.S. Open. If he had played anywhere as well as he's been playing since then, I would probably have placed. I I think Rory. He's been so close. He's kicking the door, pounding on it. I you know I don't know if y'all saw the practice round where he hit on eighteen. He drove the green and got within like ten feet of a of an Eagle. I, I just, I, I think it's his time and uh, you know, he loves to shine uh, on a, in a moment like this in the 150th. I can't think of any better reason for him. I think house has a picture of exactly what's going to happen to Rory choking right, right behind him. Choking. I noticed he drove green and I thought I was going to uh, go with, with uh, Rory too, but just to keep it interesting, I'll take Rom. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody's talking about nobody's talking there. about yeah. him. I think uh, Rom's uh, someone to watch. Well, I've already cut my clip on Cantley, so we're there. Okay. Can't. Yep. There we go. Get one of these right. And right. and Jack Nicholas is becoming the third uh, Scottish resident uh, from uh, from the U.S. this week, uh, honoring him for his play uh, at the old course over the years. Yes. Cool. We'll all be looking forward to waking up at 6 a.m. in Seattle and watch this. 3 a.m. be like 4 a.m.? 3 a.m. I think it's like 3 a.m. Or maybe we don't go to sleep. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or not. Or, or not. I, I think the Ocho's coverage of our or Chambers Bay match will be a lot more interesting than the Open. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Enough golf. So, Never enough. we are almost at one of the greatest American traditions the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. We had uh, the rosters were released this week. It's the 92nd All-Star Game, July 19th. It's at Dodger Stadium. Your TV announcers are Joe Davis, John Smoltz, Ken Rosenthal, and Tom Verducci. The teams are being managed by Dusty Baker and Brian Snitker. And in other news, they finally maybe possibly figured out the uniform situation. If you look up behind me, what they've done, and it's kind of cool. The uh, National League will be wearing white unis, but they'll all have their own team logo on it. And then the American League is in the grays with their team logos on it. So, you know, in the past, you've had like like these weird uniforms. And then there's other years where the players just wear their own, you know, team unis. So this year uh, they've come up with actual uh, a merger of the two, so to speak. So that's better. Yeah, look, they look kind of good. I think the uniforms look good. Yeah, um, MLB is looking to sell some more jerseys, so let's create a new fucking jersey. I don't. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's how. That's how this works. Some interesting little stats on it. You've got um, the Contreras brothers both playing, uh, and it's the first brothers to make the All Star game in the same season since Aaron and Brett Boone in 03. And they're the first to be on the same roster together since Sandy Alomar and Roberto, Sandy Jr. and Roberto Alomar in 98. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have on here? Um, One rookie, Julio Rodriguez is the lone rookie, uh, although there are 30 first-time All-Stars. Wow. 
Yeah, the 15 pitchers and 15 position players. I think I got that right. How many uh, are there what, total? Well, I don't know. What is there? Um, I think there's – how many players are there? There's 15 pitchers. I think there's 30 total on, on each team. Is that right? Yeah, like 16 total know. players. Yeah, I think that's I think that's roughly, roughly – It's a lot so, of first-timers. You also have this um, special selection of the old guys uh, where Pujols – has been added to the National League team, and um, who's on? Who's from the American League? Is it um, Miggy? I think Miggy. Yeah, Miggy. Yeah, Bill, Miggy's Bill on. Ryan. I mean, how yeah. No, <laughs> so um, so anyway, it's Kershaw's ninth All Star selection. Um, Shohei is back as a pitcher and hitter. There's just all sorts of fun stuff to watch. What are you guys looking for? Any snubs? Anything you want to see? Uh, what do y'all think? Well, I'd like to see the National League finally win a fucking game. I'll tell you that. I don't even know the last time that's happened. Um, and I think, um, you know, obviously I'm going to be partial about this. What what Schwarber's been doing of late, going on a home run tear, um, I sure would like to hit, have, have see him hit one out. Uh, in the all-star game, I think judge is at 30 homers and Schwarber's at 28. And, um, you know, rooster was poking at me it is kind of true. I mean, the guy's batting Schwarber's batting something like 222, 224, which isn't a lusty batting average to make, make the all-star game, but it's good to see him here. Um, Zach Wheeler has been lights out and is frankly one of the top candidates for the Cy Young in the national league. I, I have no idea how he got snubbed from the all-star game. That was totally ridiculous. But the guy I want to see, I don't know, you know, you only get to see a pitcher pitch like an inning or two. Right. I have not seen more nasty stuff than this guy, Sandy Alcantara from the Miami Marlins. This guy is unbelievable. I think he is the, you know, the, the, the leader for the Cy Young in the national league, unhittable. And um, that's, that's who I, I want to watch pitch against those great hitters from the American league. Milk, you know, um, um, any, did any did any Rays make it milk or no? Shane McClanahan. Oh, okay, you got Can one. I, yeah, uh, maybe I'm gonna have a nace moment here, but <laughs> I don't get it. I, I'm just not. I don't. What is this game? There's nothing. There's like nothing rides on it anymore, right? I I I, I just oh. they're gonna start. I guarantee it's all for show. It's in Dodger Stadium. They're going to start Clayton Kershaw. I guarantee it. He shouldn't even be the starter. They'll probably do Kershaw against Otani, even though McClanahan is a is having a much better year. But he plays for the Tampa Rays, so he won't even. He'll they'll probably put him in in the third inning. Uh, and they'll and and Alcantara should be the starting pitcher in the NL. NL but they'll probably start like I said, Kershaw. I just I don't know. I'm just having trouble getting it. I like the home run derby. Milk's guy has a 1.73 ERA right now and is nine He's and three. A crazy number. Of I mean, how do you come up with these guys year after year? I never even heard of McClanahan a couple of years ago. We have a great farm system. The best in MLB house. You know, you were talking about the Marlins pitcher, uh, uh, Alcantara. Think about the fact that they had uh, Jose Fernandez, who died in the boating accident, who would be, you know, like, I don't know, 27, 28 right now. And, and at the time, I mean, that pitching staff, of course they would have given up on those guys, but, but you don't get it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an all-star game. It's, it's an okay. You know, it's it's just, fun. It's a cool, it's just nothing. It's just, it, I would it, rather it was, watch the home run derby. It was clearly more exciting when it mattered though. It's just, yeah, it's a I think, Yeah, but, it's a show. but I hated when it mattered and it dictated who was going to get home field for, for the yeah. World Series. That was bullshit. That's because your, your side never wins. Well, right. <laughs> well, no, it's because the, the Rangers were, were the yeah. away team in 2011 against the fucking wildcard Cardinals. That, that was total bullshit. And I'm glad they got rid of it. It doesn't ma- it necessarily really, make me more interested in the All Star game, though. It was it was more interesting when the National League and the American League didn't play each other, right? During That's the true. regular season, there's no in, there's no interleague anymore. I mean, they all we all we all play each other. There's just I don't know, I but don't, it's still but but so Rooster, do you know 
the last time because the Yankees have Judge and Stanton in the in the outfield together. Do you know the last time the Yankees had two All Stars in the outfield starting starting the All Star game? Uh, was it Reggie and um, um, Winfield? Clo- very close. Good guess. Good gl- good guess. Nineteen eighty five. Yes, eighty five to eighty eight. Ricky and Dave Winfield. Huh. This is another problem, by the way. The Yankees. What so the Yankees have six guys and they six, should have. Eight. Oh wait, are we talking about the Yankees? Let's move on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Six guys. Hey. By the way, they took to to, to House's point. People not making the All Star team. All these guys got shafted because you got to give the Yankees six spots. So annoying. So annoying. So you have, you, have a, you have a closer on your team better than Clay Holmes. Do you know? I don't the, think the, so. Do you know? Do you think so? Mike Trout's ten. There Mike are, Trout's 10th All-Star game. And he's not having a great year. And he's 30. Because it's so, a popularity contest. So, look, look I'll, well, right, for I'm the elected talk, it is. I'm going to talk about a non-Yankee on a team that I hate. It's amazing to me that Justin Verlander, it, back from that horrible injury he had, is an, is 11-3 and, and has a 2 yeah. ERA right now. Insane. It's just incredible that he's come all that all the way back like this, and he's lights out. He could he could be the Cy Young for the American League. It's not going to be Garrett Cole like I thought. Well, some of us thought early in the year. Um, I think it's I think Justin Verlander is the comeback story of the year. Yeah. And what about why isn't Freddie Freeman on the National League? I know. What well, the hell? I mean, the you know that's a good question. I mean, that's a definitely a possible snub, but um, but who who beat him out for it? I mean, Goldschmidt is probably going to be the the MVP of the of the league, right? Right. And and then you got the um, the, the Met. Uh, what's his name? Alonso. Uh, Alonso. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's there's too I, many good first basemen. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's another but, one for you. Uh, anyone picking a, a all star team in their right mind going to take um jock peterson over juan soto to start in the outfield not me well peterson's having a pretty good year and soto's it's been not hard. having a great yeah great year no i know um, but still yeah he's a much better player than jock peterson yeah i think that's i mean that's for sure true but but peterson is having a good year I'm excited to kind of watch this young catcher from um, Toronto, right? Kirk. Yeah, he's good. Uh, 23, 23 years old. Uh, youngest starting catcher since Pudge in 95. Wow. So so at the halfway point of the year, the Blue Jays and the White Sox are the most surprising disappointments to me. I thought they were both going to be in contention, and they're both um, – it's kind of mediocre this year. Well, aren't the Blue Shocking. Jays in a wild card slot right now? Yeah, they're in a slot, but they're they're like seventeen games out of first. <laughs> yeah, but look at the Yankees. Oh, you want to talk about how great the Yankees are? Yeah, I picked the Blue Jays to win the division. He's trying to backdoor in trying to bait us discussion. And what about about the Orioles? Who saw the firing of Joe Madden ever this year? Yeah. On the horizon, yeah. that's kind of yeah. crazy too. But guess the what? Angels because can't it, get out of their way. But guess what, Rooster? Because it happened to the Angels, nobody saw it. Period. Yeah, right. Like, no, nobody knows it even happened, right? But it's with just all like, the talent like on that team, what is wrong with them? They can't win with any manager. No, yeah, that's 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 it's bad. weird. It's weird, you get, Rooster. You don't want to talk about the Phillies being twenty six and ten since hiring Joe Girardi. I guess not. 26 and 10 since hiring Joe Girardi. Firing. 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 I thought you said hiring. Firing Joe Girardi. Yeah, yeah that's surprising too. Who's who's managing the team now? Rob Williams, interim manager for now. Hmm. I think he gets the title. So yeah, what was wrong? What was, what was Girardi so. doing that was affecting the team so poorly? He wouldn't play the young players and he had no, no idea how to manage the bullpen. Um, you know, some of these guys are just old school that want to play the grizzled veterans and uh you know do the paint by number approach i don't know if that's the case with madden i don't really know what was going on over the at the angels but that's what was happening over here anyway i think the all-star game especially with all these new players uh first timers 
if people turn on the television, that's a big if. It's a good way to showcase mm-hmm. some of the new talent in baseball. Yeah. Well, I think It'll most of DC should be watching because they're the National League theme is comprised of former Nats. <laughs> a good, good chunk of them. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, thank that's you. That's right. Yes, this is true. This is true. All right. Well, with that, um, anything else on on baseball? Come on, man. Tune in next Tuesday. Rooster, you got a punchable face for us? I have a good punchable face. The Dan Snyder of WWE. Oh, oh yes. Oh, good one. Vince, Vince fucking McMahon is, uh, is this, I mean, this is the story of Dan Snyder. He's He's got yet another $7.5 million payout to a woman who he coerced into having, you know, an unconsented to sexual relationship. And then when she said, I'm just not doing this, he fired her from the, as one of the wrestlers, he's done this to women, um, uh, referees. He's had, he's had just a whole slew of women that they have had to pay off because of his, uh, coercive sexual, um, predatory behavior and now there's a guy corroborating one of the old stories because he says that's not even the worst of it there's much worse out there so what does he do this is all from a wall street journal story that just came out what does he do he pulls the ultimate dan snyder and puts his daughter in charge of the wwe even though he behind the scenes is still pulling all the strings i mean he is just such a scumbag I don't know why people think this is entertainment. I, I just, I can't stand him. And uh, he needs to be punched. He needs to be put in a sleeper hold and never wake up. Boom. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Good one. That's a good one. Is it a, a true punch or a fake punch? It's a right. sleeper hold. It's a sleeper hold. Because, <laughs> you know, Wild, they didn't really Wild actually hit each other. Just... I can thought it su- was real. Can we super fly snooker him off the top rope? Pile <laughs> driver. Uh, I think we got to give a punch too to the uh, Austrian Grand Prix fans, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, twice, two incidents over the weekend. Once when Lewis Hamilton crashed, uh, them cheering Lewis going in, into the wall and crashing before he's out of the car, before they know he's okay. And then right uh, the next day during the race, when uh, Ferrari, the Carlos Sainz Ferrari catches on fire. And literally is rolling back into the street on fire. Science doesn't know if he should run for his life or put the brake out, the emergency brake on, which raises all sorts of questions. Does an F1 car have an emergency brake? I'm apparently guessing not. not based on that uh, situation. I guess not, but right. Apparently not. And and House, what did you say? Don't give fat and fire extinguishers. <laughs> oh, that guy should be punched. We should Honest, punch the fat firefighter. It was like the Benny Hill show. I, I was going to say that. Fire I was going to get over there. Do not cheer when these guys wreck at 160 miles an hour. It's really fucking dangerous. Like, don't cheer that. That's not okay, even if it is your rival. The guy with the fire but. extinguisher runs out, sees the cars on fire, gets to within about 20 yards of it. And he's like, ah, I don't really want to get any closer. Just puts it down and then runs away. He's meanwhile, like, oh, that's warm. Meanwhile, the driver's <laughs> practically ready to burn up in the car. Yeah. God. That uh, guy should be fired. Punchable. Yesterday. Yeah. Punchable faces all over the Grand Prix circuit. All right. I don't think we have a lasso this week. So, you know, listen. Yeah, it's no feel goods this year. We, we just don't week. hand that shit out every week. So, you know, people, come on, get get it together, sports world. Come up with something good for us to talk about. Hey, so I, I was riding an Uber the other day. And we have a, a new listener who loves our podcast. This guy goes by the name of Zim X. I I I M, and he's not just a driver. He's an insane hip hop artist with uh, a great following on Spotify. Maybe we'll hear some of this in the outro. But yo, check out my man Zim. His stuff is killer. Zim, 
Welcome, Jim. Jim. All right. All right, Jim. Have a good week, everybody. Jim, you follow us. Nothing says hip-hop like the Sunday morning quarterbacks. I just wanted to work in Zim one more time. Yeah. All right. Have a good week, guys. See y'all this weekend. Maybe I'm addicted to the drama. Told me you would never break a promise. I know that you're lying when I'm honest. Now you all inside me like a virus. Fresh about the shower, feeling flawless. Sitting with the image of a goddess. Kick in the door, waving the 44. I'm make you get on the floor, yeah. Reach for the sword, I put it right on your forehead. I know your mind like I've been here before, yeah. We catch a vibe every time we hear record, yeah. So fucking high, it's just me and the lawyer. And all I wanna, all I wanna do is run back to you. Run back to you. Oh, all I wanna, all I wanna, all I wanna, all I wanna do. Run back to you. Run back, run back. Made me run Countdown to one I booked a flight for three You're welcome to come Rock till the sun Pop to squeeze If you wanna ride with me, baby You got the keys Oh, you love me, me run The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.